with me over coals that sizzle and spice out, laid by those who speak no better language than pain. Break me like it's the only truth I know. That was John Sands performing his poem, Break. This video and audio was posted by Button Poetry, and we posted it to the Poets List on November 17th, 2021. I'm Lexi, host of this podcast and founder of the Poets List. I'm also a poet and all-around writer. I love words, and I love good writing. And this piece is a brilliant representation of abstract poetry. This podcast is four poems deep, and it's the first abstract that we're covering. So I want to say right now, there is a difference between an abstract poem and a poem that just doesn't make sense. I don't want anyone to get the two confused. Now, I haven't come across many unintelligible poems, at least not from mature writers, but it is completely possible for a poem to be so incohesive that it becomes void of meaning and feeling. So please don't let anyone ever shame you if you don't understand a poem which is just not well fleshed out. I don't get it. What exactly don't you get? However, when it comes to abstract poetry, you will feel something. You will be moved, but the interpretation, the subject matter, the takeaway, that will be your own. And it will be up for debate. And it won't be spoon-fed to you. Once you add your own meaning to the poem, you'll find it extremely cohesive. You won't be confused about its meaning. You just won't know the author's intention and inspiration, unless they tell you. The Poets List recently interviewed poet Curtis Nathan Curry, and he gave this quote. My favorite art in the world is the art that forces you to make up your own mind. Good art should not tell you everything or give away all of its secrets. End quote. John Sands' break is an abstract beauty, which does not give away its secrets. Trust me, I scoured the internet to see if he's ever elaborated on its meaning, and I don't think he has. Now, the poem is from his book, It's Not Magic, and perhaps when read as part of the collection, there's more context. But I say all that to say, as a standalone prose, I feel confident in giving my own interpretation of this poem. But y'all... Please don't forget, I could be wrong right now. Because I could be wrong right now. I could be wrong right now. <laughs> I'm just playing. With abstract poetry, you're never wrong. I'm just hoping that one day the Poets List will score an interview with John Sands and I'll be able to see just how spot on or far off my takeaway truly is. Now, when I first heard this poem, it made me shake. It sent shivers down my arms and... It honestly made me want to give myself a hug. But let's get into it. Break the me I am not. Break me when I am slurped along the sticky tile in a messy house. Break me when I believe I built the house and am the house. Watch me writhe along the plaster. Break me over something small, love. Break love and shove my face into the shards. Find me where there isn't a light for miles.
So how would you interpret this? Because it could be taken as a positive request, break my pride or break my depression. And in that case, who is he asking to break him? However, I don't interpret it as a request at all. And I don't interpret it as positive. I viewed it as a recollection of past events. And that's where it would be up to the audience to fill in the blank. Broken when? Childhood? In a relationship? Broken by whom? Or what? A substance? Is this about addiction? Either way, I hear this as a recount of a negative experience. Look at me, hands in my pockets like I'm asking for it. Break me like it's the only truth I know. It's not the only truth I know. That is the secret I hold in the pocket that I keep to myself. In my pocket, my secret is a crow. My secret is a small marble you may have passed a thousand times on the sidewalk and didn't even know it. You'd have stolen it if you knew. So even I wasn't allowed to know. For I might have given it to you freely. I would have given my life freely. For my life was yours when you broke me. So based on my interpretation of the poem, I feel like one of his underlying truths would be that he felt deserving of being broken. So when he places emphasis on this line, It's not the only truth I know. It's not the only truth I know. It leads me to wonder what the other truth is. He says that the marble in the pocket symbolizes a secret. So what's the secret? John says, You'd have stolen it if you knew. So even I wasn't allowed to know. For I might have given it to you freely. I would have given my life freely. For my life was yours when you broke me. Maybe the marble symbolizes some amazing quality that if realized by another person, it could be extremely weaponized. Like forgiveness or joy. My mind went there because I know that I possess a strong dose of compassion and empathy. And I've had to learn to essentially tuck it in my pocket. I mean, it's not going anywhere. It's ingrained in my spirit. But when I wore my empathy on my sleeve, it was absolutely taken advantage of and used in an attempt to break me. And I'm sure many people can relate to that. So maybe this symbolic marble is a quality. All right, now scratch all of that and let me give you my second interpretation. What if, stay with me now, what if, this is more psychological. What if this secret that he didn't know he possessed is referring to something like disassociation? What if he's describing some level of disassociation due to the stress or trauma of the situation? I suggest that explanation because of the lines that follow. Watch the me who grew from all these spare parts. The me who hid. The one who didn't believe I was a piece of shit. Who didn't believe I was an elevator that went lower and lower until I was in hell. It felt like hell, but wasn't because I was in my pocket. I know it's confusing, but that's how it works. Because I'm sitting on the floor while I write this and have a smile on my face that I won't give away for anything but a bullet. He just said... I was in hell. It felt like hell, but it wasn't because I was in my pocket. I know it's confusing, but that's how it works. End quote. Those are the lines, y'all. You gotta tell me what you think this poem means. 
I can take stories from my life and apply it to this poem, but in considering all of my many stories and breakthroughs and trials and triumphs, I believe this poem and its message can broadly apply to my entire faith journey. I've had many moments where I felt broken in certain areas, and maybe sometimes it was God trying to teach me something, but let's focus on the times where it was more than likely the enemy trying to take me out. (laughs) Not funny, but... The whole beginning of this poem is about breaking. And sometimes the only poem you can pen in the moment is the truth about the situation you're in. And when you're going through what you're going through, that stuff is facts. But then the middle of the poem focuses on the secret marble. Now, this is not a faith podcast, but for me and my faith journey, what if the marble represents my soul? You'd have stolen it if you knew, so even I wasn't allowed to know. For I might have given it to you freely. I would have given my life freely, for my life was yours when you broke me. So is this poem about a precious quality that almost got stripped away? Is it a psychological prose, J.D. Salinger style, where the disassociation narrative may actually be plausible? Or is this more ethereal, warranting dialogue about spirituality? Well, that's the beauty of it. You could slip in a thousand meanings and offer up a thousand different variations and only John Sands will know the story tucked away in his pocket. And if he decides to keep it to himself, then certainly it's for good reason. Now, before I sign off, as I was scouring the internet for information on this piece, I came across an interview that John gave to writer G.O.C. Jussie. John talked about handling rejection after submitting work for review, and he gave a strong quote that doesn't only have to apply to writing, so I want to pass it along to you. John said, Your aliveness is affirmed by both rejection and acceptance. You want your work to be released by people who wish to stand by it, and they often can't find it unless you send it to them. If you don't risk to send it where you would like it to exist, then you reject yourself before anyone else can end quote john sands you are a beautiful soul and an incredible writer and we are so 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 happy that you exist thank you to all of the poets and poetry lovers for listening to this episode i truly hope that you continue to pick up your pen and write and listen do yourself a favor and hug yourself tight talk soon in the sky now john what came from breaking what has been built a whole city you could never imagine until you saw it with more than your eyes take a step back and look at what grew what grows still even as it breaks for the sky wouldn't it be so amazing to just grab a cup of coffee your pen and your pad or your laptop and curl up on your couch or go to a cafe and join a virtual writing retreat whisk away to a community full of poets and writers and poetry lovers all waiting to chat with you about your latest project or your newest release a place where you can join workshops or sharpen your skills with writing prompts a place where you're never alone because there are virtual writing buddies waiting to write alongside you while you work. Or you can retreat to your private corners and take in a podcast. Spend some quiet time journaling your own private thoughts. 
or head on over to the public board and share your work for everyone to see. It's about time you treated yourself to the retreat of your dreams, right here in the palm of your hand at The Poets List. Check out our app now live on iOS and Google. Socialize for free or access all features with the membership.